Hey guys, this is uh, Ben and Joey. Hey. Hey, this is the episode hasn't started yet. What's going it on? Hasn't. This is weird. But we do have a quick announcement before we get started uh, with the episode today. Uh, we wanted to let you guys know that we're actually going to be taking some time off. Yeah, just a month. We're going to take a month off. Joey's got some travels and I've got some stuff going. I've also got some travels too. So uh, this is going to be the final episode we will release before August 6th. Yes, August 6th we'll be back. Um, but this is also an episode we recorded a long time ago. This is, in fact... The first episode. The first episode of Residual Culture. So It wasn't even called Residual Culture. It wasn't. It was actually called... Here's some insider information that the original intent for the podcast was to be called... Your podcast has no. Your media has no heart. Yeah, your media has no heart. We wanted to say your movies have no heart, but then we realized we want to talk about other things other than movies. Exactly. And then we realized that your media has no heart's not the best name. <laughs> so for those devoted listeners that have been with us since the beginning, you will remember that in your first episode, uh, we had talked about recommendations that we had given to one another, and that was specifically to talk about hard boiled. Hard boiled. And you give that recommendation at the end of this episode. That's right. Yeah. Well, in this one, we talk. I think we talk about action, action movies, movies a bit. Um, I honestly, I don't remember a whole lot about it. But uh, you guys should enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. And in the meantime, we will be back in August 6th. And if you're a Patreon, don't you worry. You're still going to be getting content on your Patreon. You're actually getting an entire episode that only you guys are going to get. We'll release that in the middle of July. We won't be releasing bonus content in July because of that. But you're getting a full, uh, like, 40-ish minute episode. So uh, if you want that episode and you're going to miss us in July, you can subscribe to us on Patreon. uh, Throw us some dough. Anyway, get into the first episode of Residual Culture called Your Media Has No Heart. I think a good place to start this is just to, to explain a little bit of what how this thing came to be. Okay. How do you feel about that? Yeah, well, I'm Joey Lovato. Okay, my name is Ben Birkenbein, yeah. I'm a, and I'm a professor, an assistant professor of media studies at the Reynolds School of Journalism at the University of Nevada. Uh, yeah, and I'm a, I'm a student here, uh, I'm a senior, and I work in the lab upstairs. And right. that's how this all started. It started that way, and it's important to note the, the difference here. So myself as the professor, Joey as the student, uh, and yet we both feel like we have things to teach each other. Yeah, I would agree with that. And... I think that this originally started on a casual conversation in the technology lab. Yeah, yeah. And I think I was just, we just started talking about movies? I don't remember what movie we were talking about specifically. I think it had to do with sci-fi. It might have been Star Wars because the new ones just came out um, or something along those, some sci-fi thing. Um, But I think it's also that you just, you like everybody up in the lab. I feel like you have something to talk about with everyone because it's like me... And then Jana, who's really into, like, music and video. I'm really into audio and movies. Paulo's really into, like, other movies. Like, we have very different, <laughs> we have very different tastes, right? And then there's mm-hmm. Chase, uh, Chase and Paul, and they're both IT guys. Um, and so they have, like, a different outlook on stuff, too. And they, they, they talk to you about programming or whatever. Right. Right. <laughs> and, and as an assistant professor of media studies, I was explaining to Joey earlier that I just spent the like a like too much time during my teen years you know my high school years my college years and even now as a professor because i study something called media i feel like i have to keep up to date with all the stuff that's happening right trends in popular culture uh changes in music changes in movies and um i just came into that lab one day and we struck up a conversation about movies yeah yeah and i said i think i i ended a sort of a playful debate by saying you have your movies have no heart 
right? Yeah. <laughs> that is what you said, and then you just walked out of the lab. Yeah, you, ha- you, you have no heart, and I walked out, and it wasn't meant to be vicious because it no, was, it no, was no. playful banter. Yeah. But um, we had some differing opinions on what constituted a good movie. So Because we, we had spun off from sci-fi to action movies. Maybe yeah. I at some point just said, you guys into action movies you, or you what? You did just say, are you guys into action movies? Yeah. And then I think, I don't know, maybe you can tell me what you thought about when I said, are you into action movies? Were you just, what did you think about? Oh, man. I like, well, I was just like, the first thing that came to my mind was like Die Hard. Just like a classic action movie, right? A great action movie. Yeah. It's just like, it's like super, like, it's in a way it's super vanilla, but that's only because like everything spins off of that, right? Or it, it, it's kind of like uh, Catcher in the Rye, except I think that movies can be tra- traced back to like further than Die Hard, but I think Die Hard does something very simply very well. And I think that that's what makes like good media a lot of the time is like when something does something simply, like it takes that idea and it's just, that's it. And it does it really well. I would agree with that. That's why, you know, certain movies or anything is a sort of, it's a, it becomes the standard bearer for what, like all other things that are derivative of that will be compared to that thing. Yeah. I, right. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, anecdotes just on a tangent. We have to, <laughs> well, I also have to say, because it's, uh, it's right before the holiday break yeah. here at, at the University of Nevada and um, Die Hard was just finally voted a Christmas movie. Yeah. I was, I went and saw, so I went and saw the new Star Wars movie, yeah. which we can talk about later. Um, but like at the theater, they were like, "Like, oh, come, come to the theater and watch like these, watch all the Christmas movies." And like one of the, it was like Christmas Story, um, "It's a Wonderful Life," and then it's like Die Hard, and I'm like, "Whoa, <laughs> what?" Yeah. But yeah, so, so yeah. Die Hard is now a Christmas movie. Yeah, well, I say, why not? You know, if it has <laughs> Christmas in it somewhere, <laughs> it's a Christmas movie. Certainly not the driving narrative. So no. some people, some people expect a certain. Um, a certain plot, certain plot devices, certain uh, uh, narrative trajectory in if their Santa, Christmas movies. If Santa's not in the movie, it's not a Christmas movie. All right. All I'm, right. I'm kidding. All right. Well, <laughs> we would. <laughs> it depends. We don't. This does not have to turn into a Christmas movie podcast. Wait, it will but... not. Let's 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 <laughs> let's try to stay away from that. Let's stay away from that. But one let's right let's there. go back to your initial question of just like, what do you think of action movies? What do you think of action movies, Ben? So I think of action movies as anything. I mean. This is a great question, but it's difficult whenever you ask a professor to define something because we actually <laughs> recognize the importance of defining terms, right? Because oh, you're because you're so professorial. It is. It's <laughs> just we're we're indoctrinated into this yeah. during the graduate degree, and then you can't turn it off. And then we demand it of other people too. Like, yeah. what do you mean net neutrality? Yeah. What are you actually talking about? I just had a Facebook spat with somebody about this whole <laughs> net neutrality thing. Yeah. Um, but action movie, I, I guess there are certain criteria because it can it can span different genres, right? I would actually classify. I mean, people probably think of explosions, gunplay, um, but I would also say you know, ninja, samurai films. I would any, anything with violence is just usually action movies for me. Violence is probably one of the preconditions for an action I, I movie. I think it has to be violent. I can't. I mean, I couldn't off the top of my head. Maybe. Next week when we come back and revisit this, I'll try to think of something. Um, I can't think of an action movie that doesn't isn't violent. That's true. Although I wonder to the degree to which like like the kind of caper movies, like robbery films. Oh yeah. yeah. Someone may not die, but there's always the threat of violence. Yeah. Some sort of something that sort of heightens the um, 
you know, it gets you excited a little bit in some way, right? Like, well, wow, that's I think that the, the, what makes an action movie is also it kind of focuses on that violence, right? Because, yeah. like, have you seen uh, Hell or High Water? Yes. I wouldn't say that that's an action movie, but it's pretty violent. I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't say that's an action movie either. Um, so, yeah, like, I think that there are still specific conditions that I could not off the top of my head define right now that, like, make an action movie, but I'm sure you've got plenty of ideas. So... And because I had no response when you first asked me this, I'm getting towards a definition. But I wonder, as I'm thinking out loud, if it has something to do with some sort of choreography, right? Yeah. And that, and that, yeah. And that some, whatever the sequence is, whether you're using swords, guns. Um, explosions. Explosions, right? Some sort of choreo. Although I guess, you know, how does that differ from any movie, right? All yeah. movies are controlled in, in that way. but. Anyways, I don't want to get hu- I don't want to get hung up on the definition. Yeah, I just want to get hung up on what makes a good action movie, and so and so. Okay, well, let's get into like the, what where our big disagreement here. Right, Predator. Predator. <laughs> now, for our millions of listeners out there, let me just say, this will be a divisive issue. Right, <laughs> you will either side with the professor or you will side with the student on this one. Uh, so, what um, was your take? What was your take on the movie Predator? Okay, well, I have to. I have to say before, like, I haven't seen Predator in a couple years. It's been, like, five years plus since I've seen Predator. Um, I was probably, like, seven, 16 or 17 the last time I watched it. Uh, coming up on 23 now, so, you know, it's been, it's been a while. I would say it's actually about the same for me, but I just saw it not that long ago. But it, they showed it at a, um, an independent theater in Eugene, Oregon. Okay. And so I went with a, a, a colleague of mine, and okay. we went to see Predator. So yeah, I think that the movie is just kind of uh, ridiculous and cheesy and not not well acted, and it's just kind of. I I wouldn't say it's a bad action movie. I would just say it's just kind of a cheesy movie, and I don't think like it's not like a, my like if I think of action movie, I'm not like oh Predator just because it's like cheesy and silly. I don't know. I go to like sadder things usually. That doesn't necessarily action movies don't have to be sad, but like. I think like a dumb action movie that like I would watch before Predator is um, uh, Pacific Rim, and I don't think Pacific Rim is a good movie either. But it's just like if I want to turn my brain off and like study or like like work on something and like look up and just see giant robots punching each other, I would rather watch that than Predator because I think Predator, like I don't know why, it just it it doesn't grab me. Well. That's where you're wrong, Joey. Okay, so tell me why I'm, I'm wrong. So <laughs> there's there's a lot there's a lot to unpack in your in your take there. Yeah. But I would say that it is precise. So I fully agree that there are dumb action movies. Yeah. And there are cheesy action movies. Would, but right? would you consider Predator one of those? No. Okay. And here's the reason. And here's the reason why. I also think Pacific Rim, by the way, is is an amazing movie. I also, <laughs> it's it's okay. so silly. But you see, I guess this <laughs> is maybe acted. This is where I would say that maybe you've had it too good. This generation oh, these days, I one hundred percent have had it too good. I am so picky with my movies. I, I you haven't we haven't really gotten into it yet, but like, I I rarely like movies. I'm very picky. <laughs> yeah, but I would say that you have already. You've seen Predator. You've seen Pacific Rim. There's something about at least Pacific Rim that you enjoyed, correct? There's something about Predator that I enjoyed too, and I would put them in the same category of just dumb, turn-your-brain-off movies. Yes, but now, <laughs> rewind a little bit all right. to like the other action movies. Not all action movies from the 1980s are good, right? Not all action movies from the 1990s are good, but there's something about the character of Predator that is just so appealing, right? 
Now, in the first film, we could actually talk about the the whole series here if we want to. In fact, one of the debates that I have with this same colleague who went to see Predator with me is whether Predator 2 is actually a better movie than Predator 1. (laughs) I have not seen Predator 2. I will just say that's an unpopular decision, and yet both he and I really appreciated Predator 2. Okay. Not only that, but also the the entire career of Danny Glover, by the way. Okay. And we don't have to we don't have to talk about that right now. But um, let's just go back. Okay. So the first Predator. Yeah. Now it is, it's also been a while, so I can't remember everything, right? But I remember a military exposition. Yeah. Right. Uh, a group of uh, of military personnel get sort of what you would call that marooned out in the jungle yeah. somewhere, right? They're kind of abandoned or they're they're either on a mission or they're abandoned looking for something, yeah. right? But then something finds them. Oh, no. <laughs> and the thing about the first Predator movie <laughs> is that that's where the tension comes in, right? So all of a sudden the hunted, the hunters become the hunted and they don't know what to do because they can't see it. They're trying to figure out where its weaknesses are the whole time. And it's always kind of present because there's cut scenes to the infrared vision of yeah. the predator. Yeah. Oh, my well, and, and so here's the thing. And I think this is part of my problem with it is like that makes a good movie, right? All of that sounds amazing and great. And then you watch it and you're just like, this is silly because like that dude's just like a Native American. Like the Native American guy is like kind of just like this. I mean, like it was it was the 80s. It was, it was racist depiction of a Native American. But like also like. It's just kind of campy and cheesy, and it's just not that doesn't appeal to me. And I think that that was my problem with it. It's like all of this should be good, but it's just not executed in a fashion that is interesting to me. Except for I will say the night scenes are really good, and the design of Predator is amazing. Yeah, like it's a cool concept that I wanted to be better. Yeah, that's my problem with Predator, and that's my problem with a lot of movies. <laughs> but, maybe, but but what I'm saying is like so, and I fully agree. I I think I'm I'm actually not opposed to critiquing. Um, past forms of media for their problematic portrayals, right? Oh, yeah, I mean... Um, that being said, and I've got to be careful here, but that being said, yes. So there, it is just a bunch of greased-up dudes like with big guns walking through a forest, right? Um, it's just like the id of like Arnold Schwarzenegger in a movie. <laughs> yes. Now, I mean, Schwarzenegger defined that that era, yeah. Yeah. right, For in a lot of different ways. Um and those were a lot of the same movies that I went back and watched, rewatched again relatively recently. And uh, I can still appreciate them for how good they are. How it's just sort of a badass quality yeah. that that at least I have not been able to find now, right? Okay. Or at least done in a way that is also still appealing, right? I constantly have this feeling of like, that's just cheesy, this is predictable. You know, we kind of know what's going to happen, and I get really picky with movies yeah. that way. Yeah. But there's just something, and it's probably nostalgia. I fully admit that it's probably nostalgia. There's just something about Predator, for example, that it just takes me back, and I'm like, oh, I just remember being so amazed by that. As well, a- it is a little bit the simplicity, I think, too, of it, right? Yeah. Like it is. It's it's a, it's it's a simple story told well, except for, in my opinion, it's a simple story that's told okay. <laughs> And, like, that's why Die Hard is good, and Predator, to me, is just, eh. So, this also, I mean, we, you know, we can kind of dovetail off of this, because one of the more recent movies that also was brought up in our conversation about action movies and a good action movie was the most recent Mad Max film. Yes. And your thoughts about Mad Max? I really liked the new Mad Max. I really liked it. I watched it, like, 
four or five times. Now, see, so some people would argue, I'm not one of them. I thought it was amazing. It deserved best picture in my in my estimation. Okay. It was just a car chase. The whole the whole movie. Again, what was the point of it? Here's here's why I like it. Simple premise. It's there's a simple thing done really well. It was done so good, and it, it, it even though it was simple, it had layers. And like you can be both simple and have layers. I know that's kind of contradictory, but like there was a lot of interesting stuff. The the like the maidens and like this. Who was the main bad guy? Like that dude with like the mask. Yeah, I was, it was so cool. And like the design of the movie alone, I think holds it holds its own. But then on top of that, it's acted well. It's shot well. It's like visually stunning. It has an interesting narrative, and and all of the layers have depth without having to speak very much, and just by being in cars, like it's amazing. I would agree with everything you said. I thought it was a fantastic film. Um, I think that one of the other things that's really interesting about Mad Max is that um, it brings you into this other, like this world, like this 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 place this made up world, which so, doesn't really follow the previous movies at all. I mean, vaguely post-apocalyptic, but, like, it's a different world, essentially. Right, right. But it's a world that's fundamentally been wrecked and is now, like, been ravaged by whatever it is, right? So there's a, there's a, there's a tremendous scarcity on resources. Yeah. And so what happens then to people? What do people become when there's this scarcity of resources? That's, that's what basically a lot of the, the apocalyptic stuff is all about anyways, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, whether it's, you know, Cormac McCarthy, like The Road. Which I love. <laughs> Which is, you know, that <laughs> as a movie or the book? Yes. All right. Yeah, it was okay. <laughs> I like them both. Uh, okay. But I also like, re- I like sad things a lot. Okay. I'm a real sad boy down, down deep down. <laughs> All right. Yeah, uh, that's that's okay. So so that's where the the kind of badass with a heart of gold comes in somewhere, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. I I fully agree with that. That's that's. But amazing. let's talk about like though what people have problems with, like other than that, it's just a car chase scene. I think like there is so much action in that movie, which I like, but I think that it's just kind of like at a certain point you're just like, okay, I'm still just watching dudes shoot at each other from cars, and they're still driving, and they're still just look. It's look look. It's the same color palette. Although I would disagree because there's lots of color palettes in that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but but um, hot take, hot take, man, on the color palettes. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I, I like my girlfriend was not into that movie, but also she doesn't like action movies, so that's not a fair. It's not a fair. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing with my wife. She's not like she's not. Yeah, she's not going to be like, yeah, let's sit down and watch Mad Max. Like that's the idea of a good date night for me. I like definitely know? put Mad Max on in the background and try to get her to watch it, and she's like, "What is happening? Yeah, what's happening? Why is there a tornado? So many good." Man, yeah, Mad Max was amazing. Um, so many good scenes, so badass. I think that I think that a problem that a lot of people are gonna have is just that, like, I think that people that just went in watching it, like, that aren't like super invested in, like, not necessarily Mad Max, but just like the artistry of it, uh, which sounds so pretentious, but like, uh, I, I think that they just, all. I think that they saw it and were just like, oh yeah, okay, that was just a bunch of action and that was it. And they didn't, I don't think they were like looking for a better movie and so they didn't find it. So that's where I would say, you know, it's not even just like a willing suspension of disbelief, but because I think that this, one of the strengths of Mad Max is like, if you look at it as a whole, yes, it was just, it was one big car chase scene, but it, did it take you out of the movie? Like, I mean, it kept... It kept you interested the whole way, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were engaged the entire time, and I really enjoyed it the entire time. There was never a spot where I was like, this is dragging, or like, that pacing was off. Exactly. Or, or anything like that. And, you know, as you said, uh, there's just amazing, like, 
stuff to look at. Yeah, the right? whole time you're just like, oh, like, look at that. And it's all, well, almost all of it was practical. Like none of it was like, right. which I really, really liked. Because like things move the way they should move. They didn't, you know, Yeah. things weren't bouncing weirdly. They, like when a car crashed, you're like, oh God, <laughs> that right. crashed. Yeah. And you felt the weight of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, like I, I think that that's like my big thing with movies is they need weight. Um, and whether that's physical weight, like in Mad Max, or whether that's, you know, uh, weight as in like I love The Departed, which I think is a, which I would consider it an action movie. Uh, it's like a noir action movie kind of. Although I would, I would actually consider The Departed an action movie in a, in a sense, and that has a lot of weight in it. Um, I like both emotional weight, gravitas as an actor, physical weight in movies. I think that that's what's important. Okay. I agree with that, but here's here I mean, here's you and know this predator is like, didn't have very much weight. Oh, it had weight. <laughs> All right, it had weight. But I guess that's the thing. So I would consider the Departed. I you know we can talk genres all we want, oh, and yeah, I think yeah. the best movies you know don't necessarily ascribe to all the conventions of one particular genre and yep. you know you can kind of innovate that way right that's what it is just combining two things that already existed in a new way and that's yeah, called yeah. innovation but i would say that that would be like more in the in the sort of the vein of of a crime movie right are and crime so, movies action movies see but that's where that's <laughs> where i'm thinking like see because under crime you could have like the heist right where no violence actually occurs and there's a history of but sort of dark characters mm. uh engaged in all sorts of illicit activities, but perhaps still heroes. Okay. Yeah, you're right. And I also, I'm kind of having a crisis of faith here because we just said that like crime movies may not be considered action movies. They may be considered action movies. Maybe. But now I'm thinking about Hell or High Water, which I brought up earlier, which I would consider a crime movie and also a drama, but I would not consider an action movie. And so now I don't know. That's just, that's <laughs> just you know what Hell or High Water was? It was just like a classic American tale. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's right up there with, you know, I don't know, Gone with the Wind or something. Like it's. <laughs> oh man, I, if I, you I, watch those two back yeah, to back, I think I, you'll I, really, really see this. I realize, <laughs> I realize, I'm now on record having said that. But Hell or High Water was a great movie. It is a very good movie, yeah. But actually, more so in the kind of outlaw films of like a Terrence Malick, right? Did you ever see the movie Badlands? No. So Terrence Malick made. He's made, I mean, definitely work out, worth checking out, like, all of his movies. But most recently he did um, Tree of Life. Okay. Yeah. I think it was. I didn't see that either, but I know of that movie. Yeah, with Jessica Chastain, yeah, right? Yeah. And Brad Pitt. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I mean, that's like, but it also goes other places, right? <laughs> like, it's it's much more kind of trippy than, than all the rest of that stuff. But yeah. I would say that actually if I'm thinking about this between crime and action, it's got to be that action is like the leading quality of the of the film. Yeah, yeah. Right? It could be by crime. It could be through samurais. It could be, na- well, perhaps even westerns, depending on the western. Depen- yeah. Um, that, that gets into a whole other thing, yeah, just where westerns fall. Because I think westerns can span and not span genres, depending on the western. But I think the western is also, you know, that, like, western. Well, Hell or High crime. Water was just a modern western. That's a western, yeah. yeah. In fact, that's what oh, it is. It was, it was a good movie. Really good. just thinking about it. Really good. Um, <laughs> do we want to wrap up and maybe give each other a movie to watch over the next week? And yeah. And then come back and talk about it? <laughs> sure. Yeah, let's you, do that. You, you, okay, well, let's, let's just, let's do, yeah, what's a... You love samurai movies, and you love so I'm curious what you're going to give me. I'm assuming it's going to be something like that. Yes, it is going to be. It's good. Well, it's not going to be a samurai film, but and we can certainly go there uh, if we want to do samurai films. But I would say one of the other things that we didn't get a chance to talk about um, that it, that 
certainly leads with action, certainly has a very sophisticated gunplay, would be the films of John Woo okay. before he came to the U.S. Okay. And I'm going to put up two because I'm going to guess that if you were to Google best action movies of all time, these two films would be up there. Uh, you know, like Google does the little line of movies. You can just click through and say, oh, what's this movie about? I'm guessing that these two movies will be there. Number one is The Killer. Okay. Starring Chow Yun-Fat. Now, I have to say, three, four years ago when I had your class, three three years ago when I had your class, uh, you were, you were my first class in college, actually. Uh, and this, you told us to watch this and everyone was like, where do we find this movie? We can't find it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and so, so do I have to track this down? <laughs> well, uh, it was on Netflix, but I think they took it down okay. now. Um, now there's some series called the killer. That's not what I'm talking about. Yes. I'm talking about John Woo's the killer, John Woo's the killer starring Chow Yun-Fat and also John Woo's starring Yao Chow Yun-Fat hard boiled. Okay. Now, now, for a long time, Hard Boiled, I believe, had the highest kill count of any movie. Okay. Uh, there is a warehouse scene that is amazing, uh, and it's just like I'm not—I don't want to ruin it for you. All right. So, anyways, those two. Now, now if you'll indulge me, I just got to tell you about why. I, first of all, why I recommended The Killer, why I hold it in such high regard. Yeah, that's here. And number two, I have to tell you. Um, you know, why I recommended I recommended it to another class of mine because I found out it was on Netflix. Okay, yeah, yeah. You were really excited. You came to class super pumped about super it. Super excited about it because, get this, I had heard about The Killer, right? Yeah. In high school, I think. And this is like in the 90s, right? And there was a friend of mine. He, he was... Um, he was the son of Korean immigrants who had opened a video store. Imagine that. This is something that doesn't exist anymore. Video stores, yeah, right? Yeah. It was an independent video store, family-owned video store, right, uh, called Videoland. And he had heard about this movie called The Killer through the kind of movie, you know, movie pipeline yeah, somehow. Yeah. And he's like, this is an amazing movie. So I spent years looking <laughs> for a copy of The Killer. Yeah. And finally, I found a copy, uh, a VHS copy that I had to, I can't, I'm trying to remember where I found it. If I found it in a movie store or if I like uh, had to order it through like a mail order, right? This is like, pre, it's not pre-internet, but it's very early internet, right? Yeah, yeah. Certainly no eBay or anything like that. So uh, I chipped in, I paid like 20 bucks to get this VHS copy of The Killer. And when I finally saw it, Number one, it was just like that that satisfaction of of finally getting the thing you've been seeking. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was like and it was good. And it was great. And yeah. it still to this day is great. One of my top five action movies of all time. There are tremendously great uh uh gun sequences in there, including one scene where there are no cuts for like I think it's like at least a minute and a half, two minutes, and when someone is infiltrating a compound. And there's like numerous gunmen coming out and grenades exploding. No cuts. Was It's just amazing still to this day. I'll have to check it out. Uh, am I supposed to give you a movie too? Yeah, I feel give like, me one. I feel like you've literally seen every movie. I don't, I don't, I don't think there's a movie I can give you that you haven't seen. You can, this, is, this is a lesson, kids. Just, you know, don't, don't waste away your youth watching way too much stuff. Um, I think maybe moving forward we'll just have you give me a movie because I don't know if I can actually give you. Unless you want to do a video game. <laughs> We can do that too. We can. We we'll can touch make, on video games later. Yeah, let's make it sort of uh, a media. 
we'll make it, you know. I'll, you know, I'll cut this part. Your media has no heart or something like <laughs> I that. I like that. Your media has no heart. Um, yeah, I got nothing to give you. I, I think if you just give me something, that's fine. I appreciate it. This has been fun. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, hopefully we'll do this again soon. And um, maybe we'll put this on the internet and people will listen to it. And you know what else we can do is we can do like music also. Oh, you're Big gonna. Music. I'm gonna. I'm gonna look like an idiot. No, but it's okay. It's like whatever you listen to. All right. I like the national. You're this podcast is over. All right. <laughs> you have no heart. <laughs> I don't know how we're supposed to start. <laughs> All right.